Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us David Tam. How are you, David? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show. We usually uh, like to allow our guests, in their own words, share all the exciting things that you do. Oh, that's intimidating. (laughs) (laughs) Are we talking just about work stuff or family stuff? Work stuff, yeah. Work stuff. Business. If there's something exciting about personal, definitely share it. (laughs) Yeah, everything is exciting. That's awesome. I love that. Why don't we wind backwards just a little bit to give just some background information and context like who I am, and then we'll go into the current ventures. Does that work? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah, I'm David Tam. I'm from Colorado, grew up in Boulder, ended up joining the military when I was 24, was enlisted in an officer, ended up attending like six universities all over the world, started five companies, and I'm a giant nerd. I love to read and write. I'm in the process of finishing my book, for a second book, and currently working on a company called Pensarita, P-E-N-C-E-R-I-T-A, and it's about legacy preservation and creating content based off of how you want to be remembered on your terms. And then we've got patent pending technology where you can share that content and these messages of love and your legacy, even after you're dead, based off of some oh. triggers in artificial intelligence. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh, is that similar? I, I believe Facebook has something like that, right? That it keeps popping up with previous. Yes. You're, you, so that's your memories. That's essentially yeah. t- something from let's say two years ago and then showing you a picture what this is doing is allowing you to use any type of media so yes facebook is generally picture text video text ad and a bunch of unsolicited feedback and things that you didn't ask for right i get it but there's (laughs) a utility aspect of that and a lot of people still use it but what we're trying to do is be a little bit more intentional and get away from the unsolicited feedback and the dopamine hits of thumbs up and thumbs down and create this content using any type of media you want, right? So video, pictures, text, document, art, music, and we can even transcribe your voice to text if you don't use your digits or you're an older folks and end of life, end of care home, something like that. And then we actually have triggers where you can set them and say, hey, listen, my niece is six years old. I'm, I don't know, 53, and I want to create a message of, hey, congratulations on your wedding day, which might be 20 years from now. I can create a trigger around that. And then if I get hit by a truck, she's still going to get that message on her special day, no matter what happens. Nice. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So you can basically design an entire future and have it automate communication with loved ones even if you're here or even if you're not here yeah totally and it really it started with it started all of this uh, with my grandfather he was suffering with some cognitive issues later in life he was in his 90s and i was coming back from the military to visit him in florida my, both my grandparents and there was just this last interaction i had where he was really struggling i was like wow i know enough about software and i've started enough companies to understand what would be required to create a system to make this process easier for not only the recipients, the one that's going to be passing on, but the, the individuals that are going to be digesting this information at a later time. I want my 
great grandkids to know who I was from my words on my terms. You know what I mean? And so that way, history can't necessarily be rewritten, but then we can also begin to learn from our ancestors in a more impactful manner. It's really cool because we always, as we get older, we always think about that. What's going to happen in the future? Loved ones, nephews, nieces, or even our own kids when they're little babies. Are we going to be around when they hit those numbers, those dates, those big events in their life, right? And then if you can actually put it together beforehand, yeah. it just feels good, right? It does. It does. I'll tell you, I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain. One of the other pieces that we're working on is the ability to actually collaborate in real time. So let's say like in Facebook, you can make a post and then somebody can read it. And then at a later time, they can add something. Oh, I remember something similar. You know what I mean? And so it's this time delayed pseudo collaboration. What we're trying to create, what we've created, it's patent pending right now, is the ability to collaborate in real time. So real world example, we've got some of our beta testers that are, they've got weddings that are coming up. And not everybody's going to be able to make it, right? Because of COVID, travel restrictions, age, economy, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. what we're doing is we create this module and essentially turn it on. And all of the guests from all over the world can hop in and begin to start to tell their story, add pictures. And then at the event themselves, the guests can be adding their content, videos, pictures, art, and text, and whatever they want in these kind of concentric circles of permission, we'll say. That way they can be toggled on and toggled off in case Uncle Bob has too many scotches and falls in the pool or whatever. <laughs> we can turn that one off, but then allow the bride and groom, bride and bride, whatever, it doesn't really matter, to relive that event through other people's eyes as many times as they want and to get a different experience. You know what I mean? And it's all on their terms in private and they only can share it if they elect to share it. That makes sense. So how does it work? Through other, can you elaborate on that part? Yeah, yeah. So, what specifically are you asking? So that part where you mentioned that other people can be part of it, yeah, and then they can share their view, right? Yeah. So, is that triggered by the account holder, or is that triggered by anyone else that is part of that network or that? Yeah. Place? So everybody can be a user, right? In Pensarita, you can use it for free. Got it. If you sign up for an account, let's say for an event like a wedding or somebody's passing on memorial, that kind of thing. What you do is you create a specific event and then you can invite through whether you can plug in contacts or API into other systems to pull those contacts in, but you can actually invite a whole group of people, essentially your guest hmm. list. Say, hey, listen, guys, we have an event. It's going to be today. You're all going to have collaboration capability to add video and content and pictures and text as the event is happening. And then we're going to be able to go back and swim those different lanes anytime we want. And then we actually have AI that's working on curating content. So you'll have entirely unique experiences every time you log in to view that event, if you so elect. Yeah. And automated emails will go out to everyone as well, saying there's an update. Possibly, if, yeah. That's yeah. really up to the user. So let me give you another more private example. So we've got another beta user who is who just adopted a little baby boy. And the circumstances around that can be very complicated. So they're like, it's just not appropriate to put all this stuff on Facebook. It's just not. For birth mother, for baby, for us. So they're creating this content in Pensarita, talking about the experience. And then if birth mother elects, they can then, she can have the story of all the content of when, you know, the child's 18. Or if child elects and the family decides it's okay. Nice. Like, 18. Dude, this is where you came from. This is the entire story behind yeah. it. It's text mess, all the good and the bad. You know what I mean? I don't want yeah. to just share only the positive stuff. I've been inspired when I hear people that got through some really rough times in life. Yeah. World of and place. And David, this would be even good, like with actual 
agencies, right, that work with adopt adoptions, right, they could actually have this part of their service where they could ask the mother if they wanted to sign out, sign up, and leave a trail before the adoption yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And each circumstance is very unique and different. So we're trying to be very respectful of that, but put the user back in control of their data and their story and their narrative. Like you don't have to share anything you, you don't want to share. Like for me, I'm just writing myself messages and recording myself videos for, as reminders. If I start to slip down on my workout habits or hop on the scale and I'm, shoot, I'm seven pounds up. You know what I mean? I can pop in that video. Hey buddy, you remember X, Y, Z, go through it. There's a lot of therapeutic capacity in that as well. Yeah, we're talking with assisted living homes. Uh, we've got the head of a children's hospital. We're talking for little kids that they may not make it. We want to be yeah. able to remember them and tell their story in a really impactful manner. With yeah, it's like I, a time capsule. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's yeah. the current project, Pensarita. I've got several others that I'm working on. I'm a serial entrepreneur, though. And uh, yeah, what other questions do you have? I'm loving this. Yeah, no, for sure. But I just want to ask another question about sure. Pensarita. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does this ever come up that what if, God forbid, like sure. whatever reason things happen all the time for businesses, if this company doesn't last that long, what happens yeah. to all the content? You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not sure if you got that question before. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're four, mm -hmm. four and a half years in. So yeah, we're, we've done a lot of architecture and go-to-market strategy. We've got billion dollar fingerprints from executives that have helped us with our, with some of that stress testing, those questions. And so really what we've come down to is that's totally okay. You can actually just download all of your data. You won't be able to use the internal systems and technology for delayed sharing and collaboration and a lot of the other cool stuff that we're working on right now, but you will have the ability to pull it all offline, put it on an external hard drive and throw it in your safety deposit box. Like we totally get it. We are simply the facilitator providing you the tool, the content that you create, it's yours. Now there's really interesting thing we're playing with right now of we don't want the customer to be the product, right? Which is the case with Facebook, right? They're just trying to pull your attention to get you click on advertisements and that how, that's how they make their money, right? So our system is free. We're going to have some advertising, but what we're looking at is the ability to take advertising revenue and give that to nonprofits and charities based off of hmm. the user selection so that every time you're in the system, you know, you're doing something good for humanity to an organization of your choosing rather than just buying some CEO their 10th yacht. Yeah, so, yeah, that's good. Trying to iterate on the crash test that was social media, you know what I mean? To do something yeah. a little bit for humanity. But Diff does that answer your question about taking Oh, yeah, for sure, David. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I love this stuff. Entrepreneurship, was that something that you wanted to always get into or is that something that happened along the way? Happened along the way. What a great question. Yeah, you sometimes Thank think you. that entrepreneurs just pop out of the womb that way. I'm going to go build it. No, I was inspired. I, I always worked for somebody else up until, gosh, about three or four years ago. Oh, and amazing. Yeah, Love it. yeah. I've seen an entrepreneur for seven or eight years. I'm, this is company number five, but I haven't been out on my own doing it on my own until about four or three, four years ago. No, I grew up working extremely hard. I've been working full time since I was 14 opening restaurants all over the country to some construction stuff. And then the military from 24 to about so it was nine and a half years. So 33, 34, something like that enlisted and officer. And then no, I, I it was Firepoint solutions. The first software company that we founded, it was my brother came up with the idea and I was separating out of the military, literally flying back, 
working for free for him, learning how to do the job. And then when I got out, literally packed up my car, drove to Colorado, and boom, I was doing the software startup thing a week later. And just fell in love with it. Yeah, I fell in love with, oh, wait, I can take something that I know nothing about, study my butt off, literally sleep at work, working 14 to 16 hours a day, which I did until you mastered the subject. And cool, got that, yeah. and now run to the next. I think that's what, yeah. that's what entrepreneurship is about. <laughs> it's, yeah. There's so many difficult things to tackle. How can I have entry-level knowledge on each one of them to be able to pull together all those parts to build a company? No, very good, David. You mentioned inspired. So is there a story behind that part where that inspiration came into your life? Yes, but from so many different directions. I've been very fortunate to have some inspirational, high caliber, motivated people in my life to point me in the right direction. From I was 24, technically homeless. I was sleeping in my car and on couches, had been fired from my job. My girlfriend had broken up with me. I literally had nothing, no money in my check. I literally zero dollars, zero cents to my. And then it was during that time period that one of my really good friends, whose couch I was sleeping on, was former Air Force Intel. And we just had a serious conversation about, dude, you got to do something better with your life. Because I had been kicked out of CU Boulder and I was just, my life was going nowhere. No, I take that back. My life was going downhill fast. <laughs> and so that's where it was like, cool, I think I'm going to go talk to your recruiter. And boom, I was in Japan six months later. The officer thing, like being enlisted in my job, there's a long Genesis story behind that, I just had somebody pull me aside, this captain, Captain James T. Flagg. And it was like, hey, I think you should be an O. You should be an officer, man. Like, you, you got the chops. And I was like, oh, be an officer. Yeah, yeah, an officer. I was like, no kidding. You know what I mean? Boom, 134 credits in 18 months that I could have accomplished. Got accepted to officer training school and was off to the races. Same with my master's. And then same with the, I even the idea for Pensarita, when I started to float it to my very close peers, instead of, ah, it's dumb, it was like, okay, Let's explore that a little bit. You know what I mean? And these are people, some of them that have run eight, nine figure businesses. So to have them behind me, to help inspire me, absolutely. I would not be here without them. Yeah, that's excellent. And whenever anybody inspired you or asked you or pushed you to go more or do more, be more, did you ever feel that they might have interior motives or... Anything that, that might have stopped you from taking those steps? Because there's a lot of people out there, a lot of entrepreneurs that get inspired, but they get in their own way and they mm. stop it. They say the guy is, has some interior motives or he doesn't care for whatever stories one makes up in their mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we've all had less than stellar business interactions in the entrepreneurial yeah. space. You know what I mean? But like, For me, if they don't have the moral caliber and I don't know who they are, like before we're going to, we're going to, we're going to date before we get married. I made that mistake. I jumped into business very early on. One of my very first business partners, I'm not going to go into details for it and got burned really bad for lots and lots of money and resources and time. It was just constantly being led on until I was like, okay, I'm done. But that was a personal growth piece for me as well. You need to learn your limits. And yeah. you know what? You got to listen to people's actions and not their words, right? Because there's a lot of people that are like, hey, we want you to be successful, but their actions show the, the exact energy action. behind it. Yeah. You just have to have yeah. an open heart and an open mind, but not let that jade you. You're like, we're all going to be wrong. Yeah, I'm going through some really hard personal stuff right now. I can't let that bleed into my business and contaminate my environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have to than that and recognize it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. No, thank you, David. Thank you for sharing that. What do you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in life? Drive, grit, and creativity. I think. I, I think it's it was this the confidence to to be able to endure a pretty rough childhood and working full time when all of my peers were out partying and I'm never having the real college experience. You know what I mean? Having to put myself through school and then having to put myself through other degrees and other businesses. But it's taken a toll, of course. It's taken a toll on other aspects of my life, but that's the choice I made. And so I pray every day for clarity and inspiration to keep me going because I feel like if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be anywhere. I think those are my superpowers. What are yours? I'm curious. Sorry? What are your superpowers? I think it's the uncompromising will. I like that. So it was the reason why I'm very passionate about that is because it was never like that before. I was a professional procrastinator in decision. And yeah, I suffered from all that, but I wanted to be in business. And I just thought business would be great. I saw other people being it and then realized it's not that easy, especially if you're not doing consistent things and if you're not keeping those self-commitments that we make to, to ourselves, if we're not keeping those consistently, more often than not, yeah. business is very difficult. By creating that self-image of being someone like that has changed everything in my life. Definitely, I would say that. And thank you so much for asking, David. No one has ever asked me back on the oh. show yet. I don't believe, yeah. yeah. I totally agree with you, though. That discipline to even just... Waking up to check the emails and making yeah. sure that you're checking all the boxes each day and then holding yourself accountable. If you don't have that, you're never going to succeed in business. I shouldn't yeah. say never. Yeah. It's highly unlikely. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did. I spent years trying to do it. And I just, I was just doing things that made me feel good. The things that I like to do subconsciously. I was comfortable, my comfort zone. That's all I would do. And I'll have a busy day and I'll go home and say, yeah, I worked hard. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. My results weren't giving me that, that, that reason to celebrate. And once I had that awakening and once I realized through my mentorship and everything, it changed everything that once you realize that you as a human being have all the power, you in the mirror can make changes in every direction of your life. You don't need to go and find someone. You can find it in the mirror, work on that person in the mirror, you can change everything. And that realization was the most incredible thing that happened in my life so when did that happen how long ago that was i would say right around when covid hit so that's why when you said three years i was a it was a soft spot for me too right yeah 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 cool. it's good it's excellent it's excellent i love this i love what you're sharing david is there anything else that you want to share with the audience that could help them in any way especially if they're looking to get into business, something that, that, you know, failed or succeeded with, and that could help them. The stage is yours. Whatever you can share with them is great. I feel like there's a need for entrepreneurs that they have these really good ideas and they don't know how, what to do with them next or how to take them to the next level. So they give up like your ideas are going to be immature naturally when you have that idea. And so the best thing I tell all of my sphere is write them down 
and start to expand upon them as soon as humanly possible because that idea could turn into a billion dollar company five years. Mm -hmm. You just have to put pen to paper. And there's this old saying, thoughts untangle themselves through lips and pencil tips. Like that idea was given to you for a reason. Capture it. You don't, somebody else will. And they may not do it as good as you, right? And so I would just write it down, have a working document and have a close sphere of confidants, whether they're mentors, maybe clients where you can just talk openly about this idea and begin to explore them because then you have this multiplicative effect of energy. And that's where some of the best ideas and some of the best companies come from, right? Yeah, Is that, like that initial spark. So I would challenge every listener, if you've got a good idea, and I guarantee you do, write it down and start to develop it. Yeah, it's so true. It's, uh, we become, or true entrepreneurs just basically, if you just simplify it, dumb it down, make it easy for people. They're just a, a, a solution finder for problems. Yeah. So yeah, if you become a, if you get become someone that is really good at pointing out problems, small, big, medium, doesn't matter. Could be something with an infant is if you could find something that there's a problem and you can make someone's life easier, it's worth the research. Just like you're saying, David, make notes, go into it. Sometimes we get in our own way and try to move, try to get yourself out of the way and keep going towards that direction. And people like David have done it and they're doing it. And he's going to continue to do it. David, I appreciate that you, what you shared with everyone. Thank you so much. I appreciate the fact that you took the time to come on our show and all the great work you're doing because this platform that you're talking about to share today I can sense, and a lot of audience could probably agree with me, is that there's heart in that company, right? There's, you are doing things more than just the dollar. And that means a lot, especially nowadays, I feel that it is much needed to become more human as possible. And that platform, what you're saying, if it can sustain memories, if it can bring people closer those ideas about charities that you're sharing and all that, who wouldn't want you to be successful, right? We want you to be successful. We want you to grow like anything, like nothing before, right? Because you're going to give back and do more for other people. And I do wish you the best, David. Thank and you so much. This has been a really nice way to start the morning. So thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No, my pleasure. My pleasure. And audience, thank you again for joining us to, for another episode. David's information will be in the show notes. Get in touch with him. Check out his platform. Check out his book. David, if you don't mind mentioning your first book, what was it? Yeah, so you don't even want to know about it. It was a book on search engine optimization okay. for real estate okay. agents in a hurry, and I think three people have read it. So we'll Okay, okay. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I've got a new no one. Problem. That's, uh, that's based off of my kind of life story that'll be out. And after. no problem. What's the website again? Uh, yeah. So it's Pensarita, P-E-N-C-E-R-I-T-A.com. Nice name. Perfect. All right. Ladies and gentlemen and audience, audience, thank you so much again for joining us. We'll see you next time. And David, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you.